Hey, 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 Tile friends. Welcome back to another Hump Day Financials with Drake Van Hull. How are you doing, Drake? Doing awesome, man. How are you, Luke? I'm doing pretty good. I'm enjoying this this December. Um, we've had a, a couple cool snaps, which means like 65 down here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing good. Yeah, I'm just enjoying it. And I've got, um, you know, some end of the year subjects uh, that we're, we're going to discuss here today. And, you know, one of the things that's on contractors' minds is probably tax prep, you know, and one of the yep. big, the big tax prep things is 1099s. We, we either receive 1099s or we give 1099s. So I was hoping you could shed some light on proper procedures and, and whatnot yeah. to kind of empower contractors. For sure. Yeah. And, and as we think about the different levels of compliance that we have, Obviously, the big one that we always think about is actual filing of the tax returns. Um, but you got W-2 compliance if you have actual employees where you have to go and send those to the IRS. You have 1099 compliance. You have to maybe you have to renew your business license. Um, maybe you have to file with your state to keep your LLC active. Like these are all aspects of compliance when you're running your business that aren't always the most fun and I think cause a lot of confusion for guys. And so I want to hit on 1099s because I think that's one that creates a lot of confusion, but also just like, what do you even do when that scenario or why do you, do you even have to file anything for them? So um, what is a 1099? Uh, first off, it's really just a way for, for you to tell the IRS, hey, I paid somebody this amount of dollars for goods or services or rents or interest expenses or those types of things. The IRS has certain expense categories that require reporting. Um, and so in your, when you're a contractor, a lot of times you got subcontractors or, you know, air quotes, employees that you call contractors. These are type of people that are providing services for your business. Um, they're not actually selling goods to you, but they're actually doing labor or, you know, real actual service type thing. These are the people that are going to require 1099. So if you got helpers on jobs, um, you know, even like your accountant or your marketing firm, they're providing a service for you that they could require 1099s for. So keep kind of some of that stuff in mind as you're thinking about who needs to, to get a 1099. So there's really two different forms that you have to look out for. There is the 1099 uh, miscellaneous form. This is what people used to use to file for people that, are, you know, for their employees or their contractors that are working for them. It has switched since last year. They made a switch to a new form called the 1099 NEC, non-employee compensation. Uh, this is probably most likely what you guys are going to need to fill out come the end of the year for any helpers or people that are providing services. Um, the 1099 miscellaneous. This is for a, a plethora of different things for rent, for a lot of different kind of miscellaneous categories on there. The one that you're going to see the most, though, is probably the NEC, the 1099-NEC. This is the non-employee comp. And I think a lot of guys get nervous as to, like, do we need to file these? What happens if we don't? Um, all it is is if you've paid somebody cash, check, Venmo, Zelle, any even electronic payments now they've started to include, that one person over $600 cumulatively throughout the year. So you can have a helper that's helped you five times throughout the year and you paid them a hundred bucks each day. 
those people, you do not have a filing requirement. Um, but somebody that, you know, worked for you for two weeks that you paid cash with, you do have a, and they over $600, you do have a filing requirement for that individual. So that what helps. does that look like? Yeah. You know, like how do you actually file? Um, if you're out there and you have less than 10 people that you potentially can figure out, okay, we've paid 10 different individuals over $600, go to Staples and go buy, they have like sets in the middle of the store. They go buy one of those sets and it'll come with all the pages that you need. A lot of them are carbon paper. So you write on one of them and it goes through the other copies of it. Go buy one of those packages and just fill them out yourself. You can figure this stuff out. All you need is their address, their social security number, or their EIN, and the total amount of compensation that you sent them. It's pretty basic and easy to fill out. Um, and then what you have is you'll have three copies. You'll have a copy A, a copy B, and a copy C. Copy A, those need to go to the IRS. So you have to mail those out to your IRS office. Copy B, you have to mail out to each individual person. And then copy C is you retain for your own records. So that's really all it is. And it's just a matter of, hey, I spent $1,200 with Joe Blow. That's all you have to fill out. That's the information you need to put on there. Mm. Pretty basic so. then. Yeah, they're, they're not that complicated. What makes them complicated is you have about a month to do it. They're due at the end of January. And so they become this mad rush because I see. you have to take information from January through December, but you get one month to do it. And so where a lot of people struggle with 1099s is they don't request any of that information for what needs to go on there. And now all of a sudden you're scrambling. It's the last week of January and you got two guys that won't pick up their phones and give you that information. That's what freaks everybody out about 1099s is that scramble for information. So one tip that I have for you guys, um, and it will save you a lot of heartache, and if you've gone through this, you know, is before you pay somebody, cash, check, otherwise for services, get a 1099 from them on file. At, say, hey, before I give you this check, I need you to fill out this, it's called a W-9. It's a very simple form. It just asks for their business name or their personal name, their EIN or their social security number, and that's it. You just retain a copy of that for your file because I promise you, if you have five or 10 guys that you're trying to hunt down uh, on January 30th, you right. are going to wish that before you wrote them a check back in March that you would have gotten a W-9 form. Yeah. And, and what would the ramifications be of, of missing that deadline or just ignoring it altogether? Yeah. So you are required. There are some compliance steps. Um, and this is where people start to freak out about 1099s. So on your per, on your tax return, either your business or your personal return, depending on how your business files its income, um, there are check boxes that blatantly say, did you file 1099s? Yes or no. And should you have filed 1099s? Yes or no. And either you have to lie <laughs> and say, uh, we didn't have to file any if you didn't file or say no, which creates a pretty big red flag for the IRS. Um, now, I will tell you this from experience. Most people just say that they didn't have a filing requirement, even if they did. That's where it can come back to bite you. Um, and so, you know, you're lying on a tax return there and it can get a little hairy. Now, IRS imposes some pretty significant penalties for late filing 1099s. 
The real concern though with 1099 filing isn't so much the late payment penalties that they'll tack on each month that they're late. It's if you don't file for somebody and you should have, or they didn't give you your inf their information and you file these, or you don't file 1099s, the IRS is going to instantly assume, hey, instead of paying them the thousand dollars that you owed them, you should have paid them. And it's kind of a just for inflation each year, but a number would be like 27% you should have withheld from their paycheck mm -hmm. and then remitted to us to cover their tax burden that could be associated with this. So let's say that does happen. You, you pay a guy a thousand bucks. You don't file a 1099 for him. Now the IRS comes back, audits you and goes, hey, all these people should have had 1099s. It's a year later. So now you have a year's worth of penalties built up. Oh, and because they didn't file their tax return and you didn't withhold that money, you also owe us that withholding money that you should have withheld from their payments. Now, I've never seen anybody, and I've filed tens of thousands of 1099s that has accurately withheld that, but there's a risk that it could come back and bite you for not withholding um, when you were supposed to and you didn't file a 1099. So rare, weird circumstance, but that's where the big burden and the fees could potentially come in. Because ultimately, the IRS uses that information, one, to allow you to take a deduction for that on your tax return, and two, to make sure that the other individual who is receiving it is picking up that income. Um, all of those things are tied directly to your Social Security number or your EIN. And so if you're not reporting that stuff, the IRS, it's an instant red flag to them. They're like, hey, we see so-and-so reported this. Why are you not you know, telling us that you've had that income. Why are you not paying taxes on it? That's how it's all tracked internally. There isn't some guy that's just grumpy sitting at a desk that goes, it looks like I'm going to screw this guy over today and start an audit. Where it comes from is, hey, they have information about you. You don't report that information on your tax return. And now there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And so it automatically creates a red flag for them. And now they put somebody on task to go review it and see what the next steps look like. Do we start an audit? Do we ask some additional questions? That kind of a thing. Interesting. So. Interesting. So, and I know the IRS recently hired a lot of uh, new agents, right? Is is like almost 90,000 or something? Yes, yes. You, so everybody's been talking about that too, where they're freaking out that they're going to get audited more. Um, one thing I tell everybody is the IRS has never been proactive. So keep that in the back of your mind. They're very reactive. So if you called them today, you would sit on hold for eight hours. <laughs> You're not going to get to an individual and talk to anybody. Right. So part of me wants to be really upset and big government and they're coming after us. Part of it's just they don't have anybody to work there and who wants to really work there. <laughs> right. But the other part of me goes, hey, if you look at this economy that we've had for the last couple of years and you start to think, hey, we have, you know, every company is trying to hire people but we have such tiny unemployment, nobody's working. What I think it is, is probably a lot of guys are out there paying cash. And so you keep a small job and then you work a cash job on the side, you still make the same amount of money, but now you get to take home a little bit more because the cash job you're not paying taxes on, right? But I think that's a little bit of an issue where we're seeing some of this hiring difficulties. My concern is, is that these additional agents are going to start prying a little bit deeper into businesses that, that are showing a lot of subcontractor expenses, but are not filing any 1099s uh, because that throws up a pretty big red flag right away. Because if you have 
let's call it $50,000 in subcontractor expenses, and you don't file any 1099s, either you've worked with all gigantic companies that are S-Corps that you don't have a filing requirement for, or you've worked with you know, over, what would that math be? You know, 9,000 people that you've paid $500, not real practical, sure. you know? So some of those types of things can create red flags. Right now, they just don't have the bodies to look into some of that stuff. But if they do get some of the bodies, this is where I keep telling guys, if you are treating a contractor like an employee, you're setting their pay, you're providing the tools, you're telling them when to show up and when to perform the work on specific jobs, that's an employee. That's not a contractor. A contractor, you don't really control their price. They give you a price. You can tell them in a date range, but you don't tell them, hey, you got to show up to the job at 8 a.m. at this address. They'll tell you when they're going to show up. They're going to provide their own tools. Uh, the IRS has a whole uh, page on the internet that just kind of breaks down the employee-contractor relationship. But in the trades, it's super common to have a whole crew of guys that are all contractors that really need to be employees. So just keep this in mind as you're growing. Um, and this is something that you may need to add. I know it adds on workman's comp and it adds on unemployment and it adds on these different expenses, but that stuff's a lot cheaper than going through a big IRS audit and having a big penalty come and wipe your business out. So keep some of that kind of stuff in mind. And you know, that all starts from, Hey, even if you're doing it wrong, you still have a filing requirement to make sure that you're getting those 1099s out there. Absolutely. So, Very nice. Not fun. Part of business. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Well, hey, I appreciate you kind of giving us an overview of the 1099 and the proper way to uh, fill them out and, and who and how and when. And uh, listen, tile friends, um, listen to Drake. You know, you work hard for your money. You want to keep keep as much of it as you legally can. And you also don't want to trigger red flags because even if your mm -hmm. books are in order and everything's in order, that's I that's no fun. You know, I mean, knock on yep. wood, I've never experienced it. But um, I know my grandpa was audited a few times and he told me about it. <laughs> but it's just no fun from what I understand. So, you know, uh, listen to Drake. And if, if you're out there, you're a contractor and you're like, I, I just don't have time. I don't want to think about it. You know, give Drake a call. Honestly, use the link in the show notes to go to his business, Performance Financial LLC. He can help you through this steps, either, you know, with more information or just frankly to do it for you. You know, of mm -hmm. course, that's what that's what Drake does. That's what Performance Financial do. You know, they're um, CPAs, bookkeepers, financial advisors. So don't be afraid to reach out for your free consultation with Drake and use the link wherever you're watching or listening to this to do that. Uh, thanks again, Drake, for sharing your time and your knowledge. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. And like Luke said, if you do have questions, that's what we're here for. If you're in this tile group and you have questions on things, I'm in here to help you guys out. So feel free to message me, reach out to us, set up that free one-on-one. -on -one. We want to help you run a profitable business and really help to make big strides. And if we can do that on the front end to help avoid some of these concerns um, as your business grows or throughout the year, that's what we're here to do. So. All right, Tile friends. Well, if you enjoyed this, you have a few questions, put them in the comments. We'll jump in the comment section and answer them with you. And uh, please remember, you know, keep your eye on your business. Keep your eye on your money. You're in business. So please, please, please stay profitable out there, Tile friends. All right. We'll talk to you next week.